0: And as much as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who have from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me, also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. And now it's time for the children's message. If the children can come up here. Can you grab a chair? I don't like you grab a chair. Carly, can you grab a chair? Good morning. Good morning. I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Do you guys know how your mommy and daddy met? Know that once upon a time your mommy and daddy were little kids just like you? Can you believe that? Right? <laughs> Do you guys know who your grandma and your grandpa is? Right, they're the mommy and daddy of your mommy and daddy, right? Right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the beautiful faithful things that we learned that your story fits inside your mommy and daddy's story. If your mommy and daddy didn't meet, would you be here today? No. It's because your mommy and daddy met, they somehow fell in love, and they decided to have children that you're here today. Your story is a part of your mommy and daddy's story. Wow, one day when you get older more about who you are, but if we want to learn about who everyone is, whose story do we have to learn? We have to learn God's story. So that's why, where do we find that story? What book? The Bible. So our We have homework. Two homework. One, ask mommy and daddy. Tell me your story, so that I know my story. Okay? Say, mommy, daddy, tell me your story. And then number two, say, mommy, daddy, tell me God's story about Jesus, so that we know how we fit into that story as well. Okay? Let me let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for these little children. Uh, we ask them, be, Lord, for your grace and your mercy upon them mm mm-hmm. Everyone, happy New Year! Like you say, again, "Happy New Year!" Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, what joy it is to be with God's people! What joy it is to know that um, whatever is behind us and whatever is set before us that God has ordained all things. Nothing surprises God. This is what we call his omniscience. There's nothing beyond the purview of God or nothing that God cannot handle, the omnipotence of God. Why is this joyful for all of us? Because God chose to love us and chose to save us knowing everything about us this is the unconditional love that we've come to understand and know and oftentimes we are harder on ourselves than God is oftentimes when we discover new things about our own heart when we discover new things about relationships that we're harder on ourselves than God is on us. For us, it might look like a surprise what he reveals to us, but to God, it's never been a surprise. It's been known by God. And God has revealed these things to us to show us more of his grace and his mercy. And so don't be surprised when God shows you things. Don't be surprised when, or if 2019 has been a, a, a real time of wrestling with your heart. Don't be surprised if 2020, there's not more of that either. But rest assured, God is never surprised by these things. And we take confidence in him, in him alone. Luke chapter 1, 1 through 4 we will be doing a series through the gospel of luke and we'll be seeing how luke himself shows us that we are part of the salvation history this history since the beginning of creation until the day that the lord comes back how we ourselves fit into that story how the uh, the the difficulties of life, or how the joys of life as well fit into the salvation history that we are part of today. And the goal for 2020 is for us to be caught up in the story of Christ, who he is, and what he has done. It's to see through the eyes of the gospel writer Luke, Of how he has carefully compiled all the evidences. Carefully compiled all of the witnesses. And has given an account of this man named Jesus Christ. And for us to sit at the foot of the gospel. And to receive it as our own story. if you need a place to start to read scripture for 2020 join me on this journey through the gospel of Luke and let this gospel truly touch your hearts with the joy that he has given let me read the passage to you one more time. Luke chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. If you have your Bibles, please open to it. If not, it's in your bulletins. If you use your cell phones, I, I trust that God is giving you self control to open up the app to read along with us. But this is Luke chapter 1, 1 through 4, one more time. And as much as many have undertaken, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. Now, today is going to be more of an introduction to the Gospel of Luke, but also an introduction to how we as modern people should start thinking as we read through this Gospel. We know from Scripture that Luke was probably a disciple of Jesus from Antioch. We know that Luke was a healer of people, or most likely a physician. So if you think about this follower, Luke is someone who has been well-educated. Luke is more of a scientist who wants to sort of have all the evidence before him, before he speaks. Uh, Luke is someone who is careful to be able to bring about all all the eyewitnesses, Even some of the written material some scholars have have surmised and to put before him and to organize an argument and a narrative of who is this Jesus Christ. The first thing we learn here and the first thing that we as God's people must undertake to understand is that God has given us a mind, and an ability to think rationally about the story of God. That somehow we are not allowed to think that the story of the gospel of Jesus is something that's irrational, something that's not attainable, something that's not incomprehensible, But that the gospel of Luke that has been given to us, or the gospel as itself, is rational and understandable to every person. Our duty as Christians is not to simply think that Christianity or spirituality is something that we sort of try to bring up in our hearts. It's not something that we just try to feel for the sake of feeling. Spirituality is not simply a mindset. Spirituality, if I can use this analogy for our physical lives, it's not a jolt of caffeine to get through the day. But spirituality is founded upon a story. A story about Jesus Christ. A story that we as God's people must read and understand. And this is where we stand to hear in 2020. And this is what I urge all of you to do. We live in a world today where we want to take bite-sized truths that we could somehow apply to our lives today and now. We live in a constant state of emergency, do we not? And we look for hacks anywhere we can simply to make it through the day. But there's something about looking at hacks and, and looking at sort of these trivial sayings that sort of just sort of like melt the heart for a second that is worrisome for the person. Because there's only so much that you can do to simply tape up our brokenness and tape up our worries for the year, our worries for family, our worries in our relationships, our worries about life. The Theophil- I mean, Luke here is not sort of trying to give us little bite-sized understandings of who God is. Luke is saying, I've carefully have looked at the evidence of the story of Jesus and I will present this in a logical, organized way, this narrative. And all of you, all of us must seek to understand the story. and how you and I fit into the story of Christ and his appearance to us. Um, I'm hoping sometime this week with several of the men here uh, to go see a movie called Star Wars, I think it's called. I haven't seen it yet. And I'm so glad I'm not a Star Wars fan some of you guys are real Star Wars fans I'm so glad that I don't get caught up in the story or the narrative of Star Wars um, people are telling me about so and so's version versus so and so's version and episode to episode how, how things have changed I'm so glad I'm not caught up in that story why? because I hear it's a mess <laughs> and it's amazing when I sort of look at the internet and I look at reviews. And I, none of the spoiler reviews because I want to go see it myself. But the people who are so invested in Star Wars, the story that is revealed, are the ones who are so, the most upset. And if you bring the story of Star Wars up they can talk hours and hours about things that most of us just don't care about. But the power of story or narrative, even something as trivial perhaps as Star Wars, resonates with the human soul. We don't want trivial bites that we see on Facebook or Twitter. But we want to know from beginning to end how everything works out and makes sense. We want to see the good guy go through his trials and succeed in the end. We want to see the bad guy either be redeemed or be punished, either way. And so for us as God's people, our first duty is not to get caught up in the distractions of life even though they're good distractions but to take a step back and instead of watching all the Star Wars again instead of watching all the Lord of the Rings again instead of watching all of Harry Potter again instead of watching Frozen again you know, whatever it may be read God's word Get caught up in the narrative, and the story of who Jesus is and what he has accomplished. Children, kids, you like stories. Ask your mom and your dad, tell me the story again about God. Tell me a story in the Bible about children and how God loves children. Tell Tell me that story again about how Jesus rose again from the dead. Tell me how I fit into that story, mom and dad. That that story is my story. And let your kids' eyes light up when they know that they are loved by God and part of that narrative. No more simply son and daughter do this, don't do that. No more simply, we need to do X, Y, and Z to live, to do well in this life. Just sit down and tell them the story. And let the story of Jesus minister to them. And nurture them. And grow them. The second thing here in this introduction of Luke is that Luke tells us that from the very beginning there were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word that have been delivered to him and to other people. That he himself has witnessed that the story that he's about to present is not a fictional story, neither a mythological story, but a historical story. That These stories are not simply mythologies that sort of massage the heart, but these stories are stories founded in reality that impact all of history and impact our lives as well. Have any of you ever got caught up on YouTube, pressing link after link after link after link. You don't know why or what happened. Perhaps you were researching something, you got caught up in looking at food blogs for the last next 30 minutes. Perhaps you found this one story that gave you the feels, right? And you just started to go to the next one. Maybe it's those cat videos or dog videos. You just go from one story to another. And before you know it, 30, 40 minutes or over. Or perhaps you are like me, a four-long Eagles fan. And you sort of go back and watch the Super Bowl moments here and there. You get the feels. some of us enjoy doing that not only in things based in reality but when we watch Disney films my kids have watched my daughter has watched Frozen 2 and they've been singing those songs so everything's Disney right now in my head perhaps again watching those movies over and over again fiction or mythology itself is very strong It ministers to the heart. It really does. But there's something different about this story about Jesus. This is not a myth. This is not a fictional story that someone came up with to make you feel better. But this is a story based in reality that has impacted all of realia that we know today. and there's something beautiful about that because the life of Jesus doesn't impact sort of our spiritual and and, and our spiritual and, and our spiritual needs and some sort of just our feelings but that the story of Jesus because it's true impacts every aspect of reality today And ministers to everything that we have here today see our children are worshiping us with us today on this uh, um, Children's Sunday or um, Covenant Worship Sunday. And we see them, they're, they're wrestling with sitting still. Moms and dads are just holding on to them. And sometimes we ask the question, how is this, how is God here today with our children amongst us? And God tells us that I'm not here to give you sort of quick answers in terms of, well, how do we do children's ministry well? Well, I mean, that's a question we do have to ask. But what I'm trying to show you and what we're trying to show here very simply is this is part of the story. These children here are part of the story of worshiping God. That you sitting here today were all part of the story of being with God. And that Jesus himself in being part of reality and ministering reality this story continues on in the reality that we have today. There's no part of what's happening in this our lives here today. There's no part of our personal lives at work, our personal lives and family, that Jesus' story has not impacted. And that gives us joy and peace in knowing that if Jesus did accomplish what he did accomplish in the past by dying on the cross, the effects of the cross and the presence of the Holy Spirit impacts everything that we have today. And there's peace and joy in that for all of us. There are many things I'm thankful for. And obviously the most thank thing the most important thing to be thankful for is that we've been called by Christ. But another thing I am thankful for and know that we as God's people have a responsibility for as well is to know that we live in the United States of America. to know that we have a part of history that has impacted the way that we live. That we indeed do have freedom of speech. That in a sense we live in a capitalist society and what you earn for the most part besides taxes, you get to keep. For the fact that we have technology, we have roads, the fact that we live in a society right now, that we do talk about issues of, of race, ethnicity, and gender. The blessings that we have in terms of our, our material things. I mean, when I look at this room, I, there aren't people here who who wonder about whether I'll survive tomorrow. But all of that we are today, is it not a product of our history of this country and the history that we have, our own immigration here? That we are who we are, not simply because we get to choose different things that we want to do. What college should I go to? What job should I get? What color should I like? But we're a product of the history that is is behind us, a real history. Jesus is not a fable that we fit into our lives. The history of Jesus and what he has done has impacted all of who we are. And this reality allows us to do what? Love family. Do work well. Sacrifices, sacrifice as Jesus is sacrificed. Rejoice as Jesus rejoiced. Knowing that the salvation history will end when God returns. And knowing that we are part of that triumphant return. When God decides to return in triumph. Brothers and sisters, just as real as that dollar bill is with George Washington, just as real as the type of clothes and the fashion That has impacted you. Just as real as the the type of foods that we get to eat nowadays. It's delicious. Know that the impact of the gospel is with you today. And live in the light of that gospel. Lastly, there's a a persuasion in Luke's gospel. Verse 3, it seems good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. So Luke has a person in mind. Uh, Most likely he was a, a, a man of nobility in the town of Antioch. And Luke is trying to either persuade Theophilus or to encourage Theophilus, whatever it may be, wherever his faith may be, to persuade him that the things that he'd been taught are certain, and are true. This means that as we continue our Christian lives, that we ourselves must be continually persuaded that the truth of the gospel have relevance in our lives today. That we must undertake as Luke has done, and undertake as Theophilus, uh, the, uh, the listener, to listen to the Word of God and ask ourselves the question Is this true? Is this true? And if it is true, Let it impact us, <laughs> and let it encourage us. Uh, I was talking with some people last week, or let's just put it this way, and in our midnight service, which a few of us came out to. The first passage that I read to them was Proverbs chapter three, verse four and five, and it goes like this, right? Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. And the message there is the same message that I want to end with here today. If you follow the Lord for for a while, that passage becomes truer and truer every year. When you stop leaning on your own understanding, your own wisdom, and you lean only on the word of God, you start to learn that my path is made straight. Not to myself, not for my own glory, but my path is made straight to God. To see him, to be understood as part of the story, this glorious story of redemption. That the more and more that you've lived a Christian life, the more you realize that if I trust in my understanding, I get further and further away from the Lord. That my decisions become more about me and comfort rather than about God. Our duty as God's people is to keep searching out the word of God, keep searching to understand who he is, keep searching to understand his ways. And the charge that the, 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 the writer of Proverbs gives us, do not lean on your own understanding. Do not seek to find wisdom in your own heart by itself or in nature by itself or in the world. Seek to know who God is. For those of you who have already proved that that is true, continue to grow. Seek out truth in God's word. For those of you who perhaps are are starting to realize I'm spinning my wheels by trying to put this patchwork into my lives. Seek God in the great story of Jesus. Lean on his wisdom and you will find your path will be made straight right to him. For all of us in 2020. And for the years beyond, our prayer is simple. Teach us, O Lord, this wonderful story about Jesus. Let me repeat it over and over again to myself and to my children and to one another. Jesus, let me remember my own story, my failures when I forgot you, but the joys when I too follow you. And may I continue to grow in you and you alone. For there's only one path to take. The path where you see God face to face. That path and that path alone heals the wounded heart. And brings purpose to us all let's pray